Back at it again for the Starting Five podcast on Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one, P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter. I'm also John Moran in the clutch if anybody ever wanted to know or if anybody ever had a question about it. Of course, it's your guy, Yon Trev, a.k.a. the corner man, a.k.a. the double dribble glitch. Uh, I know you guys can't see me, but uh, I'm wearing the Cavs right now. Uh, just showing them some love over these past two games. So uh, kudos to the Cavs, even though we haven't been getting much Grizzlies basketball. So, hey. Yeah, them Cavs, brother. Um, <laughs> bless your boy. It's really shitty. Um, I am officially, officially Xavier Tillman's agent, man. Let's get him ready. You is hype, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's disrespectful to his actual agent. Um, <laughs> it's your man, Ed Tab Shakira, a.k.a. the big man in the paint, a.k.a. forever and still joyful until it can't be joyful no more, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Let's get it. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, remember, we did off the week. Starting five on Mondays, three three podcasts on Tuesdays, core four podcasts on Wednesdays, and GPB Live every single Thursday for all your Grizzlies needs. And remember to follow SBN Grizzlies on Twitter as well. So, to cap off this week, we had two games postponed. We got two more games postponed going to next week. So, we'll talk about the games we haven't got a chance to talk about. We recorded before the 7 Sixers game last week, so we'll talk about that and the Suns games, which none other than John Morant returned. And we proceeded to win both games due to defensive stops at the end of the game. So, how were y'all thoughts of the return of Ja? And how the team looked in those, well, on this whole five game winning streak, but specifically those last two games that we played? Uh, I can go ahead and kick us off because my name is John Moran in the clutch and John Moran has been clutch in the fourth quarter of the past couple games in this season. Uh, so just for John Moran, just to start off, John Moran has been nothing shy of John Moran. John Morant is uh, one of the best point guards in the league, one of the best point guards in the West, and I don't care who else you want to put in front of him, but um, he has just been that guy. He's shown so much maturity. Um, I think we talked about earlier in the season what um, second year or sophomore John Morant is going to look like, and we're getting nothing but that. He's been really good at that game against the Phoenix Suns and what he did against Chris Paul. Um, and that team toward the end of the game was was just everything that you were looking for. I think I was really cheering very loudly in the game. I don't think I've ever cheered for – uh, it's been a while since I've cheered for a, a Memphis Grizzly game like that in quite some time. So, and I think it was just also just because he was going against Chris Paul. And I think if you do, if you have a performance like that against one of the best point guards that this game has seen, then you're just going to have the reaction that I did. Um, so, um, he's been really, really good. Um, he's been able to um, set his teammates up. He's been able to put the ball on the floor, get to the basket at will. Um, and then I end off by saying this, and I tweeted this earlier in the week. John Morant and Zion Williamson, in my opinion, don't belong in the same sentence. Zion Williamson does not impact the game nearly as much as Zion Williamson does. And if you want to say, well, Zion Williamson had 32 points and he had 11 rebounds, X, Y, and Z, yeah, but it's to me, those are empty calories. Those are, I mean, it's, it's 32 points. I mean, it's not, I don't want to just say that like nobody, like anybody can get 32 points, but. 32 points from Zion Williamson isn't, to me personally, the same thing as, as John Morant getting 32 points. I'm going to leave it at that. 
Yeah, 14 nationally televised games, and so far they only have one win on national TV. Uh, that's the Pelicans. Boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, but much to your point uh, with John Morant, it's just him being on the floor just makes everything easier for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like Even during the eight games in which he was out in which the Grizzlies uh, were still at 500 at 4-4, four and four, um, you can tell that this team was still playing hard and still were competing. Now just adding him back is just like that huge boost that they were waiting on uh, to get everything going. Um, so like you said, uh, with that Phoenix Suns game on MLK Day, like it was some playoff vibes was, mm-hmm. was there uh, with that game. And uh, shout out to John Moran for everything he did in that game, especially going up against Chris Paul. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to highlight this um, with the Suns game, but if – if I steal it from someone, I'm sorry. But um, throughout the game, Xavier Tillman's defense on Chris Paul during the switch was very, very key in Memphis getting this game. Uh, shout out to uh, Xavier Tillman's new agent <laughs> so, <laughs> and everything. But in the end, um, and then with the Sixers game, this um, job and of course, his initial return, making plays down the stretch. Um, we had seven Grizzlies actually in the scoring double figures um, during that game as well. Um, and then, of course, Philly turns the ball over a lot, which we knew going into that game, which is why we possibly had a chance. So, But again, uh, kudos to the Grizzlies on uh, their two wins uh, against Philly and Phoenix. And uh, sky's the limit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go um, on our um, Let's Be Real podcast. We actually named our, even though it's 15, 16 games into the season, our surprise teams of the season. And I know I've been critical on um, how I want our season to end it. But why are you looking like that? You know I'm about to say, Skylar. <laughs> but no, um, so I, I said that the Grizz were my surprise team uh, because of what you know, I've been seeing, and that was with, with, when Ja was out, right? Like, great coaching by Taylor Jenkins, and I think that's the one name we hadn't brought up. Um, specifically, really, in the Phoenix Suns game, uh, one point that I, um, I don't know if anybody else saw, but he took Dylan Brooks out the last two minutes of the game. And my thing is, why would you take, you know, how y'all feel about it? Dylan, Dylan Brooks is one of our scores. How would you take one of our scores out the game? And it's because he felt the rhythm of the game needed to be changed, right? And that's only through our great coach. We're talking about Xavier Tillman, you know, a key strip from Chris Paul, you know, in some of the final minutes. And I, who, who, uh, who's a rookie night stripping Chris Paul like that, right? So uh, salute to Xavier Tillman's real agent. Um, we want to go ahead and split him now because when it's time for us to give him a contract extension, I'm pretty sure we need to be on his good side, right? Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now, just getting back to the grids, man, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm loving the progression I've seen. I think that we, I can go on record to say from year one to year two, Brandon Clark's progression has been amazing, even through game one to game 16 or whatever game this is, Xavier Tillman. Like progression has been crazy, and I don't think we've seen a, a young Grizz core progress this way. Like we can even go John Morant, right? Like he's the dog in, in all of this, and we, we see how great the team plays when he's on the court. And the sky's the limit for him. He's not the same Ricky that he was last season. So definitely want to give a lot of credit um, to the Grizz coaching staff, uh, the Taylor Jenkins for doing a hell of a job. I was so glad to finally see a nationally televised game. Mm-hmm for a team that is very deserving of more than three nationally televised games. 
you legitimately saw the energy and what John Morant can bring to this team. And this team is still not healthy all the way. And we still play arguably a Suns team that will definitely make it in the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll be like a top four seed. I'm just saying they'll definitely be in the playoffs. So to see this nationally televised game and to see, to see Xavier Tillman not come off the bench, started. And like, and to your point about the front coaching, I also got to go as far as the front office. The front office made a decision to get John Morant. The front office made a decision to get Brandon Clark. The front office has gotten um, Bay. The front office will know get Tillman. These aren't players that on another team are going to be standouts, but collectively how we put it together, along with the coaching, has been phenomenal. Um, and so shout out to what happened against, again, a, a great Suns team. I, I thought, oh, yep, we'll go back. I said that we would lose to the Suns. Um, I thought we would keep it tight in the first half, and then we lose in the second half just due to the, the veteran leadership. But as much as there's a jaw factor, we got to start at some point, just including my man, Xavier factor <laughs> as well. Um, and it, it's not just about, and thank y'all for bringing it up, it's not just about what he's doing offensively, like how he plays defense, right? It's not always him having to block a shot, just his sheer size and athleticism, adjust shots, adjust passing lanes. That's what we need. And to think we're still missing another big that can possibly do the same thing, depending upon how his progression has been, right? And I look forward to what that then looks like in the paint because, I mean, where are you going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and don't let Ja get better on defense, my goodness. Um, and then it's really, really lights out um, for everybody, especially when they come and visit at FedEx Forum. I got, a, I got, a, I got a trivia for y'all. Uh, I don't know if y'all noticed uh, the stats on it, but something that I read earlier this week, and I like for y'all to guess. Um, speaking of Coach Jenkins, how many Grizz average thirty minutes or more playing? Zero. Two. Zero. Zero. Uh, zero. Zero. No Grizz average more than thirty minutes a game, and I think that's key, especially going down the stretch. You know, with dealing with COVID, with you know dealing with rotations like Taylor Jenkins. We did, like I said, just another shout out to him with the with with player rotations, and I think that's helping with the player development as well. Like zero players in thirty minutes, like that. That's amazing. And for those wondering, Kyle Anderson is leading with twenty nine point seven. So, shout out slow mo. Yeah. And also, uh, we want to give another shout out to the front office and for them proving to the NBA that it still pays to have a college player that stays three plus years, three or four years. And you're seeing it paying off with the play of Xavier Tillman and Desmond Bain. So there you go. Yep. Veteran rookies is the term I've been been hearing um, regarding those two guys. So, yeah, and people on that point. Also, Ricky Stick actually played that Ricky year and actually impact the game, not the potential developing players that you just forcing them to play so you can try to develop them. Like Jason Bain, Xavier Tillman, and Brandon Clark were NBA ready. Ja played two years in college. Um, you know, most of the players that young got playing one year. So 
he looked pretty ready his rookie year as well. So um, great, great week. Uh, well, great two games. I ain't gonna say great week because um, they haven't confirmed that JV actually has COVID, but he did go to the health and safety protocol again after the Philly game. And then out, I don't know what the NBA is doing. I don't know how they're coming up with this postponement thing, but you know, it doesn't hurt that heck. Triple J and Justice was supposed to be back at the end of January. By the time we play again next Wednesday, it would be pretty much the end of January. So I don't mind getting four games postponed and we possibly <laughs> have everybody back. <laughs> but it does hurt the five game. You know, we was on the run, five game winning streak. And Portland didn't have CJ McCollum coming up in those two games or most of the other four, Zach Collins. So it would have been pretty cool to go and play them with them players out, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mind resting and getting resting, it, actually resting. Uh, I don't know, Giles 100%, but he'll be 100% after this four-game postponement and might have Triple J and Justice back. So might be a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel? I know who I'm playing with on 2K. to answer to answer Sharky's question I think I would have preferred um, to see the Grizzlies um, go, to match up against the Portland Trailblazers one because there ain't too many teams that I that I want to watch right I mean of course that I'm a Lakers fan but really outside of that and, and especially coming off the win that they had on MLK Day like you kind of want to see that momentum to keep going right as they as they kind of wait on justice and interpretation. So I really wanted to see uh, those games against Portland, and then I hated the, the game against um, the Kings was uh, was postponed as well too. So I would have preferred to see those games. But like you said, Sharky, I mean, that does nothing but kind of uh, gives them a uh, chance and opportunity to to get better. Well, not get better, but get healthier. Hey, that's true. And another thing is the streak is still alive because we haven't played another game. <laughs> so, <laughs> as of now, we are still on a five-game winning streak. So, um, as you guys pretty much mentioned, uh, we would I definitely was looking forward to their Portland matchup. I would love to see them match up with the Trailblazers, <laughs> given uh, their performance, not just on MLK Day against Phoenix, but also, of course, coming off uh, the win against Philly with Josh return. So just that matchup alone would have been uh, nice to see. But, again, things happen for a reason. So, hey, we'll enjoy this time off, continue to rest, continue to get healthy. And whenever we play again, uh, we should be at 100% at this point. So, Right. And we continue in the bubble, right? We got, we, got, we got to take care of business from last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. I agree with what Skyler said. Um, you definitely want to continue to see the momentum, especially for the progression of players. Um, but man, it, it, it and and you want all these games to count because um, the more we postpone, um, I mean, we're locked in right now. I think um, with our seating, but you know, who knows if we would just like to stop and they say, hey, okay, let's do this bubble thing again and create some laws or whatever rules. Um, so you want to have as many wins on your belt as possible, which was huge when Ja was out. Now Ja is back. And like to you guys' point, um, if you get two other players that you deem as you know, starters uh, on this team, um, that just gives more time for chemistry on the back end. Uh, so then when we go live with them again, like you said, at the middle of this week, um, we'll see what we do. Yep, yep. 
So it's going to move over to our start of the last week. And I will include the Philly game um, since we recorded before the game. So Philly and Phoenix, your start of the week. I start off. I want to choose Xavier Tillman really badly. I can't wait to see him with Triple J together. But I'm going to go ahead and go against the grain of a lot of the GPB fam, specifically uh, Mr. Joe Mullinex, who doesn't like Grace Allen. Wants him on the bench. I guess I go right after. Like, that was definitely mine. Uh, 14 points a game the last couple of games. Coming off the bench, giving us that spark. And and he's a dog. <laughs> I've been saying it all along. Grayson Allen is a dog. He's a part of the Grizz culture. I got your back if any of them want to smoke with you, Chuck. I got your back. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I, got you. I got you. Grayson Allen's my, uh, my thought of the week. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think – Part of Grayson's progression, because and this is going to go right into my for my um, star of the week or Grizz of the week. Part of Grayson's progression is him being able to put the ball on the floor. He's no longer just a spot up shooter. He's being able to put the ball on the floor, attack the basket, be able to create for others. And so to to kind of bounce off that point, my person of the week or my Grizz of the week, I'm actually going Taylor Jenkins. I think Taylor Jenkins has done a really really good job to to what Took said of balancing out the rotation, making sure that um, that he isn't playing anybody too much or he's not playing somebody enough. Um, and then just making sure that his players are up and ready. Like the players were ready for that game. I think we talked about last week how we traditionally lose the games on MLK Day, right? Um, right. But we showed up ready to play on MLK Day and took it right to the Phoenix Suns. He made sure Xavier Tillman was ready. Jaw was ready. Grayson Allen showed up and hit that huge three at the end of the game. Um, and then just I think one thing that has not been talked about is as bad as Dylan Brooks played on offense, he locked down Devin Booker on defense. And again, yep. some coaches, if you go on one for 10, two for 12, you get pulled. But he <laughs> left him in the game and because just I mean, just for that simple fact that he was able to, to clamp up Dylan, uh, not Dylan Brooks, he was able to clamp up Devin Booker, which helped them uh, to prepare to win the game. To me, that was the, that was the standout of the week for me. And also to y'all point about the rotation and him not playing by more than 30 minutes, he's actually playing relevant, relevant players, players who we actually play, unlike the Memphis Tigers playing. Like, no, I'm not. Hmm? They play 11 guys and about five of them probably should be playing, right? Can we not talk about Williamson and the Memphis Tigers on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I had to it's break up the It's only to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, for me, um, I mentioned this on the Let's Be Real podcast as one of my supply, surprise players, and I'm actually going to go with this guy as my uh, Grizz of the star of the week for the Grizzlies, and that's Kyle Anderson. Um, reason being is not just what he's done numbers-wise, because if you look at his numbers, it's just like, well, why would you consider him to be the star of the week? With Jaws' return, Kyle Anderson has maintained that that same aggressive play that we've asked from him when Ja was out. So throughout both games against Philly and Phoenix, like you saw Kyle Anderson looking for a shot more, looking to score more. Um, and of course, looking to playmaker as he usually does for others as well. Um, of course, this is probably his highest average that he's had in his career. Uh, one of the best shooting years he's had since being in the league as well um, thus far. Um, of course, Grayson, as you guys mentioned, Grayson Allen, Taylor Jenkins, much well deserved. But uh, I'm going to go Kyle Anderson for me as my star of the week. 
Sheedy, before you go, I just got to say this again, Taylor Jenkins, because I know we talked about, was it, was it his first year or second year? Not first or second first. year. I think last year, I think we first. talked about, like, does Kyle Anderson fit? Does does he fit on this team? Yet here we are, and Kyle Anderson is balling, and Kyle Anderson seems like he's probably one of the best shooters from three on the team. And to his point, um, Kyle Anderson had a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. So that, obviously, that did hinder him, and he did once he got healed during the COVID break, mm-hmm. he showed in the bubble, like, okay, he mm-hmm. can shoot a little bit, and he actually worked on his jumper, but also, we can actually admit that the shoulder injury was hindering him more than that they were mm-hmm. letting on. Yeah. So far, he's averaging his best uh, season in points, rebounding, assists, and free throw percentage. Taylor Jenkins is a great pick um, for a star of the week. Um, and, you know, I got this guy, right? Um, and I want to read this stat line real quick um, that I saw. It says, among 170 players who defended 30-plus shots from six feet and in this season, Xavier Tillman is holding opponents to an NBA best 22.1% below their average. Mm. Below their average. Xavier Tillman. Um, and so when I I mean, sign me up. Um, with that, man. And because the reason, the reason why this means so much to me is because he's not seven feet tall. Nope. You know, he doesn't have a, a long wingspan. He just has effort. And he has just the wherewithal to defend in the post when we need it. Um, to be there in the post when we need it. I mean, the fat line was really about the defense. It's not, and he finds himself on offense. He's not, you don't need to draw plays to get him involved. He'll find a way to get himself involved. And again, goes to the toolage of um, being in school for four years. The players that we've mentioned so far have been in school for multiple years and have a great um, lineage of coaches as well. Um, we're talking about Tom Izzo, uh, talk about Mike Krzyzewski. Um, like, these are great guys to learn from um, and have made it that much better for the Grizzlies to do well. So, again, my guy, again, sign me on up uh, for Xavier Tillman. <laughs> Man, he's very – and uh, Draymond Green is a big name, but Draymond Green, like with his communication, his movement, which Michigan State, Draymond Green, Michigan State, Tom Enzo, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Michigan State. So I cannot wait to see them two together. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I love JP, but you know, we lack on defense when he out there. So I'm going to mm-hmm. need to see. I'm not going to say necessarily Tillman needs to start uh, when JP comes back. JP probably still start. But in finishing games, Tillman mm-hmm. might have to be in that lineup with Triple J to finish mm-hmm. games going forward. But um, going forward to this week, uh, hopefully no more games can cancel after these Kings games. But we play the Bulls Wednesday, and we play the Spurs. Uh, I don't have a schedule from me, but I know they played on after that uh, this week. So the Bulls are looking pretty. The last couple games, they're looking pretty. They're looking better. I, I've been paying attention to Zach Levine over there. They're they're looking much better. I forgot uh, Billy Donovan's their coach. So. I guess I should have known that they Jeez. might improve a little bit. But they, they mean, cause even when they fight the Lakers, they, I mean, you say Lakers slip walk, but they gave them a run. So they, they're on a little streak. Uh, the Spurs look really good. I think, Scott, you mentioned they on either last episode or in our group me or something. So pretty two tough games. Um, I guess do y'all want to, before we predict, do y'all want to assume that Triple J and Justice is not coming back? 
just for me, I would, out there. For me, yeah, I would have. I'm my prediction yeah. would be with them not being in the lineup. Yeah. Okay. So, ooh, it's a give me one and one. I go one and one. I say we beat the Bulls and lose to the Spurs, but I think they're both going to be tough games. I'm willing to go. I'm going one and one as well, but I'm, it's really a toss up on which one they can grab because there's a case that can be made. They can really grab both because I know yeah, the Spurs have. The Spurs have played better this season, but they haven't played good as of late. The Bulls have played really good, but but the Grizzlies have played the Grizzlies, in my opinion, have played that much better. So there's a case that that in my opinion they can take both. Um, so forget it. Let's. I'm taking. I'm giving it to one. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to even do myself like that. Give it to one. <laughs> I'm with you on the two and zero. Um, on, on the two and zero, brother, I, I join you on that one. Um, I think they'll beat the uh, Bulls for sure. Um, I think it'll be, you know, maybe fifteen, sixteen point blowout. I think the Spurs game will be close, but I think we'll see uh, slow mo coming back and giving uh, Coach Pop and them a run for their money. Right? I think he may 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 be the start of the game that game. So give me uh, give me two and I want to go two and zero. I really do. Get on the boat, man! Come on, or get on the ship. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and do. It. I'm gonna go two and zero. Come on, man! There you go. Um, I really think that Spurs game ha- is <laughs> is a very winnable one. As Lido said, they haven't been playing great as of late, but they have been playing great all season. Uh, Chicago is one of the games that scare me because Zach Levine has been balling mm-hmm. this entire season. Win a loss for Chicago. And this is one of those games where, like, he could easily just explode and just go off for 30-plus. But I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going 2-0, and and they take the week off to prepare for their first matchup with the Pelicans on uh, – Two Saturdays from today. Don't give us that. Oh, and two, Sheedy. You want to again? Yeah, and I and I was thinking hard too, man. And I agree. The Bulls, the Bulls have been kind of streakily hot. Um, the Spurs, I mentioned them um, with Savage. Um, they're kind of sneaky too. Um, <laughs> they still have the Marcus Aldridge and the Marta Rosen. And Coach Popovich, um, but give me uh, give me tuna and O. That's not nice. That's not good. That's mean. That's mean. Listen to this real podcast. Y'all want to know his reference? Yes. Right here, phone stop working after this. Jeez, jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, hopefully, those games actually get played. That's the uh, hope right now, and hopefully, we, you know, we're back healthy sometime very soon. So, kept up this week's episode. Remember. Follow us at the starting five, the number five MEM on Twitter. And follow me at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. And I'm at underscore Scalito, also known as John Moran in the Clutch.
I'm at the auto travel. First letter of each word is capitalized, except of because it's a preposition. Um, if you want to know what the double dribble glitch means, just YouTube it. You'll see why I call myself that. So. Um, very basic. It's really shitty. I'm Xavier Tillman's security. Um, <laughs> and make sure y'all follow me at Tab Secure, man, forever and still joyful in the paint. We're going to keep it going, man. All 2020 book two, baby. Let's go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and remember, listen to us every Monday and listen to 3D Podcast every Tuesday, Core 4 Podcast every Wednesday, and GBB Live every Thursday, as well as on 3D this week. Uh, Bobby Marks ESPN would be on there with Mr. Justin Lewis. So definitely tune in to Chris Brett Blues this week. And remember to follow Chris Brett Blues at SBN Grizzlies. So, till next time, y'all. Go, go Grizz. Go Grizz.